0: Welcome to The Fine Art of Coaching. Two friends and senior coaches across oceans, Anindita Das and Maureen Ovin, invite you to join us on a close and honest exploration of organizational life that brings a deeper perspective on leadership and important issues of the day. I'm Anindita Das, a senior coach in Beijing, China. I work with individuals, groups and corporates to educate and effect real change from inside out.
1: I'm Maureen Owen, an executive coach in Brisbane, Australia. I support leaders, teams and organisations to navigate change and to work with challenges to transform their impact. Today we have a, a special guest. It's the president of my local ICF chapter, and I'm really excited that we get to talk to to Slavin Drinovac today. He is an inspiring leader, and I'm particularly inspired with the way he's leading our chapter. He's also, he comes with lots of credentials. He's also the academic lead for undergraduate coaching at the Australian College of Applied psychology it's love and it's this unique provides this unique combination of hands-on experience creativity and a passion for working with people that is like what I'm finding is it's transformative he has a really warm and engaging way to to work with people that inspires them to do things in new, in new ways and to engage other people. So welcome, and it's an absolute joy to have you with us today to explore your leadership
2: story. Welcome. Thanks, Maroon. So uh, That's um, uh, very kind of you. So <laughs> thank you for this uh, really um, welcoming introduction.
1: So, Slavin, could you share a little bit with us about your personal call to adventure as a leader?
2: Oh, I think uh, uh, when I get asked that question, usually that comes to my mind to make the change and make the difference, and I think that's... Uh, w- probably one of the main reasons why I step into leadership roles and currently with um, ICf i um I'm president of Queensland branch we have 230 members professional coaches which is um and i, I feel privileged to 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 be kind sort of standing in front of all these people and and supporting them on on, on their journey um and uh, as a leader, uh, I think what um, where I get having a well stand is, I know it's all about strategy, it's about vision, it's about uh, achieving goals, but for me, leadership is all about people. And, and that's where I, I suppose strive on to be supporting people to be the best they can be in whatever they do.
0: Has there been any, any leadership style or a person um, that you feel inspired by? So two things, when you were growing up, what were the people, the mentors, the leaders that you were looking up to and has that view changed now? So are they the same people that you look up to now, or is there a difference?
2: Um, I don't know is that a cliche or not but um I think my dad has been sort of very inspiring to me sort of and uh, as a child I didn't think much about it but now when I when I see what I do and how they do and uh, and and where I get involved and inspired I kind of see resemblance it's just kind of you don't to me in, a, in in my late age sort of kind of i can see resemblance and, and, I, and i think what my dad was doing in a number of different areas in the leadership and the community engagement uh is what kind of perhaps a consciously uh was uh was driver to to me as well um and and i have so many um uh people that I had to look or that I looked up to uh, every step of the way so I, I had the privilege and to be working alongside some of my leaders some managers that kind of I was stealing bits of pieces from their management style and putting in my own toolbox and, and kind of creating my own style from each of those so there'd be probably about 10 or 15 people that uh, when I put them all together uh, had quite a big impact on, on my leadership style.
1: It's, and it strikes me as a, almost an artist's way of creating, like a pa- own palette. And like it's, um, it's highlighting for me like the creativity that you like to bring
2: to your role. It's almost oh, like a muscle. That's a really nice way to put it. Um, that's really nice way to. Put. I didn't even think about it, but it, it, it is almost like artists. You create your own palette uh, uh, based and the experiences and, and what you see in, in others. Um, yeah, that's quite a nice metaphor, Mary. So I might steal it and use it <laughs> in my future work if I can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's love. and I'm wondering, like, as you engage in this create, because, and I, I, like, I'm with you. I think that leadership is a creative act that we that we do with others. I'm wondering what some of the challenges are that you've encountered along the way.
2: Um, I suppose the challenge. Um, It might be perhaps my own expectations sometimes it could be challenged from from uh, from um, the situation and sometimes people and that's does not have to do anything the people on the other side. It's more so of my expectation, but. Um, and, and I'm still learning. So it's amazing, you know, you never stop learning. Sort how to approach those situations. And I found that even over just last um, year or two, I, I grew as a leader because of the the recent pandemic and experience that we have uh, where let's say my leadership team, I was recruiting leadership team, ICF and uh, people are, I, didn't even see face to face for quite some time, so I got to see them probably six months afterwards. So, and that was w- one of the challenges, and I found that build that relationship with the individuals or, or on the individual level. And um, but yeah, your comment well, was probably yeah my my own expectation, so that perhaps I was sometimes unrealistic and I can be, um, I wouldn't call it too demanding, perhaps too visionary. I learn to break down things in a kind of more granular level.
0: Slaven, you also mentioned the pandemic that's been around since about a year now. this pandemic is, um, let's say, one of the hardest things that our generation and you know the generation before has had to go through collectively. In terms of leadership, do you see this affecting um, leaders in a massive way at this moment? And how have you seen any differences in the leading style? And what would be so? Tell us something about that.
2: Yeah, I uh, what I have noticed is that, uh, and I act with 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 the different leaders uh, from different backgrounds, different industries over the last eight months, is that um, so that, that expression of empathy. Uh, I think empathy has not that the leaders didn't have it, but it was approached and viewed differently. So and it was kind of a reflection how important it is to, to look after people uh, and uh, not just in challenging time, but it's just uh, pandemic brought in front um, uh, how much empathy is required from a leader to be able to support um, their leadership team or employees or whoever that might be. So, and and that's not just one, you know, i met a number of CEOs and, and, and business leaders in the different organizations. And um, it's interesting that you that, that asked that question. And one word that comes to me is empathy. It's amazing how much empathy those leaders showed in the last uh, 18 months or how long uh, we have had a pandemic. It, yeah, it's interesting how,
1: um... The clarity that that's come to you, like it, like it comes down to this. And I'm wondering, because when we spoke last week, you talked about your learnings about working with volunteers, like in the ICO. Like, do you see that there's any difference required in your leadership, like during these challenging times as a leader of volunteers?
2: Mm. It certainly has a sort of different tone to it. Uh, And uh, uh, um, I suppose volunteers and and paid workers uh, are doing exactly the same thing. One is paid and one is not paid. But what is different is that volunteers um, harness their passion, say to their passion, that's the, the reason they want to do what they want to do and not even get paid for it. And I think uh, that um, attending to that passion and uh, keeping that passion going, it's such an important area. And, and I, and I spent a bit of time uh, as soon as the pandemic started to understand how to uh, sort of, um, how to harness that passion and how, keep, how to keep it there with all these challenging situations where people have to attend to their, family, work, uh, everything else. And is it voluntary leadership going to be put on the last or is it still going to be there in the forefront? So um, that's one thing that I find with with voluntary leadership. It's uh, being able to harness that passion and attend to it. uh, It's such an important part of voluntary leadership. So tell us a little bit
1: your secret about how you do that—like, how do you tune into that passion and, and work with it?
2: Yeah, um, listening and listening. So, um, and this is where um, one one of the leaders that I admire is Nelson Mandela, which is uh, in, for leaders. Um, more listening, listening, and always talk last, and uh, and that's kind of what I do. I I tend to step back and really give opportunity to people to express everything that they want to express, whatever they feel before I I step in, um, and really building that relationship on a personal level. So um, it, it does. Uh, pay huge dividends to to, to defining time to connect uh, with a person uh, or anyone on a leadership team on a personal level, uh, not talking about work or about what we want to do, but just this simple look at how are you going, what's happened in your life, and and just to uh, stay there in that space, not even talking about business, and and I think uh, people appreciate that.
0: Slavin, I have a question. I I work a lot uh, with um, young adults and adolescents, and you mentioned passion. And I think we all here will agree that, you know, adolescents, teenagers, young adults are one of the most freshly passionate groups about everything that is happening everywhere. And there is the problem, everything and everywhere, right? one of the leadership is also to provide skills, is to provide the grounding skills. So what is your, um, I know in coaching, this is the wrong word to use advice, but just your perspective on how to find that passion and how to retain that passion for a particular thing, you know, subject something on a consistent level, because you mentioned Nelson Mandela, or Gandhi, or Mother Teresa, they have had their passions, but they have been consistent for over decades. So what is your advice for young people to find that passion and to be consistent over it, and not just, you know, grasshopper style change?
2: Yeah, it's it is quite a challenging situation for for younger generations now. So uh, it is quite it is challenging for everyone, uh, particularly those people who are stepping into world and uh, uh, where they want to go. And and I think sometimes they put too much pressure on themselves. They sort of raise that expectation that they need to be successful when they're twenty two, and they need to be of uh, achieving all this what I, I suppose we see on the social media and, and etc. Um, I think um, w- what I find is uh, and and w- with my students as well uh, that um, it's really reaching out uh, um, and getting involved in the areas that might not be a sort of uh, leading them straight to where they want to go, but just a, a building those skills and adding, as uh, same as Maureen said, like adding those like uh, artist tools in your toolbox. And it's same with young, younger teachers sort of adding those things in a toolbox. So building these skills to put themselves in, in a better position. M- my view has always been, and that's not true for everyone that, we have a different needs uh, and not all our needs can be met in in, just in one work it could be possible but uh, i what i do encourage let's say my students to explore to meet some of their needs outside of their work for example and that could complement and, and 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 attend some of their needs that uh, might be creativity or whatever that might be let's say could be uh, volunteering in, in some organizations or similar yeah
1: it, I, it's really interesting what you're saying like i have a couple of clients that that would what you're talking about would like absolutely resonates with me like they're young and they're they're really quite um tough on themselves you know that they're they expect to have all the answers, you know, like in their lesson 25 and think, gosh, you know, um, that's real. like, that's really t- tough. Mm. Um, so I, I'm wondering what, what your view is on, because how do, how do we cultivate wisdom and that discernment that you're talking about? Um, because it seems to me that that's, central rather than beating ourselves up how, how do we how do we navigate that landscape so that we're more open to to learn?
2: well it, it depends say so for younger generations i'll, I'll definitely uh, i can't sort of uh how important it is uh, in my view to have a mentor to find a mental uh, as someone, you, know, you can just kind of leverage some of the wisdom. It's, it's such an important thing. And, uh, and I think Maureen, shared shared one of the books that I sort of um, particularly like, it is Sapiens from um, uh, uh, well, Harari. It, talk, it talks about humans and who we are as humans and the history uh, has always been sort of that uh, mentorship figure uh, for for younger generation. I think um, there is a value still to to have someone to to, to leverage. It can be mental, uh, let's say some people might engage a coach or whoever that might be, so to connect to 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 help you navigate those challenging situations. Um, and it is not hard and fast rule for everyone. Uh, I, I think uh, we, we all uh, might not sort of achieve straight away what we want to achieve. We might not find a mentor that we sort of might not align or get everything that we want from the mentor. But my experience and what I shared at the start is that you collect all these bits of pieces from different people and use that opportunity, you use that wisdom to, to help you create your own view of the world and how you're going to show up. So, um, so yeah, that's, if I have one advice, that would be definitely sage for a mentor. And that's ne- not necessarily has to be anything formal. Uh, it, it could be uh, very casual, but uh, it's quite valuable.
0: Slavin, in terms of um, leadership, what do you think the future looks like so what is what would you say is needed in terms of where you're based in in australia but also in global terms how does how do you wish leadership would look like in future
2: i mm. think more and more leaders <clears throat> actually asking themselves that question so is it going to be any different is it going to be the same or what uh or, or if any change we need to do i think leadership is going to be more about people than ever before so and and quite a few leaders are really sort of leaning towards that way or for quite some time but it's definitely uh, i think if um, and going back on our conversation about pandemic, if this pandemic and lockdown and a challenging situation, fourth as everything is that how important it is to have the people um, or, on your side, in your leadership team, your employees and look after them, because uh, I think with leaders, um, it's it's not just it's not sitting on a pedestal and a being you know a knowing L, but being amongst the people and and have that two way conversation. I think leaders learn from their employees, from their leadership team, as much as they can uh, learn from leaders, um, and and that's how I see it, sort of really sort of heavily focus on people uh, and. Uh, um and i think everything else comes along uh, on 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 the back of that
1: So, Lavin, as we come to the end of our time i'm wondering what a what's one last thing that you'd like to leave um like a message you'd like to leave our listeners with from today um
2: we mentioned uh, sort of one more comes to my mind and we talked about it. We mentioned passion a couple of times. And I think uh, passion is it's such an important part of our life. And, and sometimes we uh, don't leverage it and, and utilize it uh, to, to drive us and uh, to, to help us uh, overcome some challenges. Uh, like in my experience, what I see with, with a passion, once you face, even when you face challenges, uh, you, know, you still get uh, that inspiration and motivation and pass those challenges. So, so yeah, what, if I have what uh, something, if, if there's something to leave uh, our listeners, our viewers with is just to, um, yeah, follow your passion and, and, and leverage it and, and harness your passion. Might be at work, might be outside work, whatever it is.
1: So a life fueled by what you care about most deeply yeah
2: um, very important because we hey here a number of times people ask when you're dead bed asking yourself what was this all about and uh, and hopefully you, you'll have an answer uh, on, on your on your question for yourself and and I think what you said Maureen is to. Uh, Fill your life with the things that you care and that you're passionate about.
0: Slavin, I have Thank to you. ask what what is it that you are passionate about?
2: Um I'm passionate about uh, it's about people improvement so and I think that's that's where I get involved in the coaching that's where I get in, in the leadership that's what I get involved in, in in the teaching as well and if there is one common thread between all these things, uh, really get, get that sense of uh um I was part of someone else's journey and that, that's what where my passion sits in uh, people development
1: and I suspect, Slav, and that's why you, you're a coach and why you're a coach educator, is that?
2: Yeah, it's, that's uh, being part of someone else's journey and see someone achieving or, or, or going uh, um, towards something uh, where they want to go, whatever journey they want to take. I, I think it, it is privilege and uh, uh, uh um, i have to say i feel privileged to be part of a number of different journeys but they all somehow connected
0: yes i i heard you mention coaching leader being a leader and teaching so if i was to push you a little bit what would be your favorite role amongst these three <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I think leadership is something where I feel uh, comfortable and even with teaching it's kind of leadership because I not just a transmitting knowledge to my students but also uh, help them as a leader and kind of lead them towards uh, their passion where they want to go so um, so yeah I think a leadership I'm not saying that's not going to change it's something that really drives me at the moment.
1: And the, you're kind of inspiring me. I have to ask just one more question. What do you see as a link? And you may not see a link at all, but um, I suspect you do, like a link between coaching and leadership. Do, like is there a link between those two things mm-hmm. in, your, in your mind and experience? Yeah,
2: I think um, the the link is, is people. Uh, with the coaching, we sort of um, helping people help themselves, and with the leadership, we kind of uh, supporting their development to 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 uh, achieve what they're hoping to achieve. So it's all about. Uh, I think there is that link if achieving uh, people achieving what they're hoping to achieve. I uh, might be using different tool or different approach, but there is, a, a, that will be the link. Okay. So it's all
1: about, what my, what I'm taking away from today, it's all about people and passion for you, Slav. And is that, would that be fair?
2: Yeah, it definitely is. It's something that I get excited about every morning when I think about any kind of things that that related to, to passion and working with people. So it's a really big driver for me.
0: Slavin, Thank one you last so question. Much. I did warn you about this. <laughs> <laughs> what's, okay. your last, what's your last question? <laughs> My last question, I'm going to take it quick. You know, as a, because you're a coach and a leader as well. And in the coaching industry, we, Uh, give a lot of importance on CPD, continuous professional development and supervision. While this part, in my opinion, and please feel free to correct me vehemently at this point, is that I find it lacking in any leadership roles, continuous professional development and supervision. Do you have, what are your views on
2: that? Oh, you mean on a leadership side, uh, uh, development?
0: Yes. And Uh, as in there is no formal way that we have now identified mm -hmm. in coaching that these are important. While in, uh, in the leadership role, it is important in an implicit way. We understand that, but it's not followed. So what would be your advice or opinion on that?
2: And this is the yeah, last uh, and that's, it's, it's it's a great it's a great question because um, I was actually talking to someone a couple of weeks ago uh, on a similar topic that as a leader uh, you devote your time in helping others develop and their personal and professional development, but um, kind of. Uh, professional development and ongoing professional development, leaders is always kind of on a back burner. It's always something more important to tend to. And um, another thing that will change as a leader, uh, you're quite busy. And I think um, so. some kind of micro, micro learning could, could work in that space, not devoting your time on something that will require too much of the time, uh, but something that uh, could be sort of developing in a shorter uh, period of time perhaps even on a basis and uh, I might be biased here but I see coaches stepping into that and feeling that role to, to supporting leader with their personal and professional development through reflection and perhaps with with some, um uh, uh, additional way of of, of of developing in a certain area, it might be self-reflection or whatever that might be. Um, and yeah, I, I can't recommend highly enough for all leaders to to, to have a coach uh, because it, it is there for, for their uh, 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 personal and professional development. So if, he, if I reflect them back on um, importance of attending to people and, uh, Having someone as a mentor, as a coach, as a leader, it's an important area to be able to to develop and to have someone to to check with you, sort of like you know, and and as a leader for you to check with if you're on the right track. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> pleasure. It's been like absolute pleasure. Like you know, I. I I don't mind additional questions. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, like you're being uh, teaching, like I'm a lecturing uh, at, um, uh, at a private college and like I'm used to your questions. So, just, yeah, keep continuing.
1: Thank you, Slav. And that was um, really generous of you. And I, I agree, agree um, that a coach is really an important asset for, for leaders to help them really it comes back to what you talked about at the very beginning, to make change and to make a positive difference in the world. Like a coach really, really is helpful. Like even as a coach, I, I find that having a coach um, is essential in turning up in the best way I can in the world. But thank you so much for talking to us today um, and generously Answer all of our additional questions that were thrown at you at the last minute.
2: Thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's usually like, I don't, I'm not sure how long it will take, but the time just flies. So, uh, no, thank you very much. And I feel a pleasure that you invited me to be part of uh, your podcast as well. So thanks, Maureen and Edita. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Next month, we have Brisbane-based Julie Tengdal, stylist, designer, fashion brands owner, and a long-term yogin and meditation practitioner. Julie wonderfully weaves stories into each of her clothing and creates masterpieces that carry narratives of their own. We invite you to listen to her leadership journey in next month's leadership stories. Thank you, and meet you next time.